This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Man, oh man, oh man. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It, it is Kenny and Heilprin. We are back in a non scheduled way again. It has been a whirlwind of a few weeks. Jim Leonard is not returning to the Badgers. Might not be the most significant news to drop in the last 48, borderline 24 hours. The Wisconsin Badgers have hired Phil Longo from the University of North Carolina as their offensive coordinator. Air raid Phil Longo. Air it out. High-flying, score-points offense Phil Longo. And he's coming to Wisconsin. I'm Ben Kenny. That is Mr. Zach Heilprin from an undisclosed location in the Western United States. Hello, Zach. How's it going, Ben? Um, yes, man. This this has been insane, um, but it's cool. I, I I love all the new things that are happening. I, I I'm I'm a fan of all this change. I'll be honest with you. It's exciting. I aside from maybe the nuts and bolts of how confident I am. Like I, I finished working out and I had a couple texts and in the gym in my building, there's no service. So when I'm in there, I, I don't get notifications. I don't know what's going on. And I get a text, uh, a couple wholly expletive texts from friends wondering what the deal is and others saying, I this Wisconsin doesn't do this. Like what in the world is going on? And from their perspective, and I share it, first and foremost, aside from what he'll bring and what it's going to be like, it is exciting because it's the most non-Wisconsin move ever in a month of non-Wisconsin moves, right? It is. I mean, you just go look at what his offense is and just the the tenets of it and the, and what everyone knows of the air raid offense or thinks of the ra- air raid offense. It's Mike Leach. It's throw the ball 50 times a game. It's very un-Wisconsin-like. We saw the stat from, I think it was Mike Golick or was it what you Yeah, it was. Michael Jr. that they ran the most 11 personnel or one of the top 11 personnel teams in the country and Wisconsin was one of the least and it's just a complete change as opposed to you know the three and four wide receiver sets that uh, you see at North Carolina or have seen in North Carolina and you have seen the air raid as opposed to Wisconsin's you know tight end tight end heavy and fullback heavy offenses that we've seen for the last 30 years it's a complete I mean it's a significant significant change and yet there is a little bit of a, a difference there between what his beliefs are with Mike Leach and Mike Leach is one of his, you know, one of his guys. And then what uh, he is as an offensive guy. And we'll obviously get into that, but it is, it is a significant, significant change to what Wisconsin has been for the last 30 years. And I think that really stood out to absolutely everybody that saw the news when they first, when it, when it first hit national local fans, it was all like, this is about to be a different looking Wisconsin team. And it is. And you know what a lot of them said, Zach, is they said, oh, Wisconsin's for real. As in, <laughs> they are trying to at least uh, put in the effort to adapt to what succeeds in today's college football. And will it work perfectly? I have no idea. Time will tell. But everyone said with the fickle hire and with maybe the news that's come out recently, and then this hire especially, they're like, okay. Wisconsin is is for real. College football is changing. You're going to need to adapt uh, in so many ways to succeed. And the moves being made coaching-wise, like, yeah, Fickle had a connection with, with Longo. He interviewed him in 2017 when Fickle was at Cincinnati 
and Longo was leaving Ole Miss. He ended up going to North Carolina instead. So there was the connection, and obviously it seems to be some sort of admiration for what Longo does on offense. But overall, yeah, it feels like Wisconsin is going for it 100%. I don't know if it's all perfectly going to work out, but I can't look back at this era and say they didn't try. Where I can't say, well, oh, they're just stuck in their ways. I That is impossible to say. They are going for it as much as they possibly can. Now we see what comes of it. Well, I feel like the Fickle hire was evidence of it, right? Now, the difference being here is that Fickle was in the Wisconsin mold. He is as Wisconsin as it gets without being in the Wisconsin family, in the Barry Alvarez family. Like He exhibits a lot of the same things that uh, Wisconsin has taught and believed in for the last 30 years. And I'm not saying Phil Longo doesn't. He, I'm sure he he does. Like, no, I'm I'm not sure he doesn't because obviously he's he. They are a the air raid offense and the offense that he has run his uh, most of his coaching career is based in a prolific passing game and and a lot of it down the field and a lot of it he uh, I I have I'll be honest I I know what the air raid offense is I've never studied it right but in, in a little bit of study today some of the things that he does um, they are. Uh, very anti-Wisconsin, and yet he wants to run the ball. He, I mean, he had two 1,000-yard rushers in 2020. He had near 2,001, uh, two 1,000-yard rushers, 1, rushers in 2019. So, like, when they have the backs to get it done, he wants to run the ball. So I think they're, they're, that's where the little bit of the difference is with the traditional air raid offense. That's not what he's going to be. You're not that's, – that's, look, it worked at Washington State. I know you've talked about the weather. And Washington State's not the level, certainly, of uh, Wisconsin in, in November all the time, but it's not necessarily the greatest weather ever. And Mike Leach had plenty of success running the air raid offense in Washington, so um, where it's raining and windy all the time. So it's not like he, it can't work in those environments. Um, but this is not the air raid offense of that. This is a different version of it and a version of the offense that I think the offensive line is going to really like um, I know that there's a lot of like offensive linemen. They don't like pass blocking. They want to run block. But when you have to run block with that many guys in the box all the time that they've had to do these last, what, ever, forever at Wisconsin. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we heard from Tanner Bordellini last week. He talked about the lighter boxes and how much easier it would make it. I don't think any, I don't think any offensive linemen are upset with this, with this hire and the potential of this offense and, and what it could mean for them um, up front. So I, I, I do think that there is some Wisconsinness to this hire as well. The the Washington State thing, I it's a good point. It's obviously not perfect. Cali, San Diego, seventy five and sunny every day. I love Mike Leach. You know where Washington is? Yes, I do. It's in the north, and I know the weather. It's, there. it's the Northwest. It's not in California. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I'm saying it's not like those places. Yes, in terms right. of yep. the weather when it gets later or in Texas, the season, right? Or Texas Tech, right? Like when he yep. did it there. It's that's. It's different. Or Mississippi State, frankly, where he is now. Um, right. Yeah. And I, in terms of Leach and obviously kind of the the master, the creator of the air raid, I've always found it funny. He describes ball control. He's like, yeah, you know, I think the best ball control is scoring because then it takes the other team more time to come back and score, which is a and that's his thought process. And that could be different from long goes. But around that offense specifically with Leach, that separates so, so drastically from Wisconsin's idea of ball control, which is actually holding the football, right? And 
playing from advantageous field position. So, yes, I'm very impressed in how Longo was able, has been able to adapt where he was at Ole Miss from 2017 to 18. I, I should have mentioned this earlier. A lot of great players coming out of there, especially at skill positions during that time. He then went to North Carolina. A lot of good players coming out, quarterback skill positions from there. But you look at, and Matt Perkins, I believe, put this on Twitter. Uh, you were talking about the total offense. He also mentioned in terms of passing and, and rushing where um, last year's team, 2021, ranked ninth in the nation in passing. The 2020 team, as you mentioned, with two 1,000-yard rushers, ranked 11th in rushing. And that was with Javante Williams, current Denver Bronco, and Michael Carter, current New York Jet, where, like, yeah, if you have that personnel, you should ride them. But he's able to adapt, which makes me feel good. That I don't think it's possible to come in with a stern set mind of, let's say, if it was Mike Leach and just only do things by that one way. That's what has impressed me because you put out they've been in the top 15 of total offense the last four years, North Carolina, that is. But also they've done it in those different ways. And I think it's going to be so important where hopefully there's great quarterback play every year and hopefully you have the personnel at receiver and elsewhere. But I'm sure there will be years and there will be games where you're going to need to win a different way. And I think that is so important with him coming here. He's shown an ability to do it, but I it's one of the questions I have of uh, can they still win a very ugly classic Wisconsin way? And his track record, like he's risen far and he seems very smart and one of the hottest offensive coordinators in the game. So he seems like a guy that can figure that out. I just wonder if he will because it's so different. Isn't the biggest issue here, or not even the biggest issue, but the biggest idea behind all this is can they get that quarterback play? Because you look at the quarterbacks that he's worked with the last six years. Matt Corral, um, Sam Howell, and Drake May. Did they have Bo Those, Wallace at Ole Miss too? Did he? Um, so, I mean, like you think about the guys that he's been able to work with, it's kind of one of those things. And, and he recruited – Drake May and and Matt Corral and the guy that ended up transferring out of UNC, who could be a potential guy that Wisconsin looks at in in the portal, who I think is trans, who is a was it was a pr pretty highly ranked guy as well. Like he's had some really good quarterbacks to work with, and how much is that is him, and how much is that just the quarterbacks being that good? Yeah, well, I did say it, one of my first reactions to the news was with him coming in instantly day one this becomes a more attractive destination for quarterbacks. Like this is a system oh, for sure. that quarterbacks would want to play. It's also one that's more attractive for wide receivers and tight ends that could be pass catchers, just skill positions right. in general, maybe offensive players in general. Like if you're Keontes Lewis or Skylar Bell, you got to be happy about this because you know, like you look at what North Carolina's done. You look at what uh, teams under uh, Longo have done. And uh, I mean, receivers go off pretty much right yeah they have and i mean we got the skyler bell and uh, eye emoji we got that we got, we got that tweet from him i know uh the uh the former wisconsin quarterback more now known as uh the guy for the athletic who breaks down all the film nate tice uh said keontes lewis is going to eat so i mean they're i was a but, year early yeah you were a little you were a little early but, I, but that's <laughs> probably going to be the case but it all but it really it's all going to come back to the quarterback play and, and whether that's going to be miles Burkett or whether it's going to be somebody that they bring in through the, through the portal or call the crew or whoever it's going to be. 
um, the the quarterback finding that guy to lead this offense is is obviously where the the focus has to be um, now that you have some of these guys in place, right? I mean, it's you, you can run the offense all you want, but you have to have some of the talent to go around with it. And um, I think they do have some good players at wide receiver, and we know they have good players at running back. Now it's a matter of getting the quarterback in there to deliver and and be able to move the ball like they've been able to move it at North Carolina and move it at, at Ole Miss uh, under his direction. I want to talk about the talent because that is my only big reservation yeah, where yeah. I look at everything long goes done. And uh, he, the, the system for a large part is able to produce great players. And then they go to the NFL. Also, they have happened to have, they have gotten great players to play in the system. If that makes sense. I, I tweeted a video earlier 2020 North Carolina, Sam Howell, who's on the commanders. You have Javante Williams on the Broncos, Michael Carter on the Jets, Deami Brown's on the commanders where they go off, but it's all NFL guys. Like it's all top tier and they weren't all top tier recruits. Javante Williams was a three star and Michael Carter was a three star. The other two were four, but still like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf were in that offense. Like they they have had ridiculous levels of talent, and that's why it works. So my yeah. only question, and I said this when Fickle was hired, like, yeah, I think he'll bring good players, and I think the teams will be good. I just wonder, especially with this system, where can they find the game-changing talent? And it might I, be the portal, and it might be quarterbacks. Yeah. They might just get lucky with the quarterback, and the receivers are good, but I they'll have to extend their recruiting reach to consistently land those guys. I, I mean, I, I totally think that they will. I think the portal has changed this. Um, I was, you know, when Barry Alvarez took over, it was, we need to get our hand. We need to get, our, you know, we can build around the offensive line because this is, there's so many big people in this state that we can build around the offensive line and we'll get our hands and uh, feet from somewhere else. And they've largely done that. And now I think with this system, just where the way college football has changed, you can't, can't win necessarily games the same way that, that Barry Alvarez did. You have to change things up. And I think that this is a significant change where I think you're still going to see guys that play offensive line want to come to Wisconsin because it's still Wisconsin. That's, that's not going to change. You're still going to have a lot of really good players in the state of Wisconsin that play offensive line that are going to want to come here, but you're going to be able to attract some, I think big time players on the outside. Now it's, it's not a guarantee, but I think the portal just, the portal does change things. The portal gives you opportunities to, for your system and to, to get those type of players here right away and not have to build those relationships for years and years and years. Now that's still not going to be how you build your team overall, but I think you can fill holes and fill needs through the portal. And I think that's what they're going to have to do if they're going to want to run uh, the offense this way, especially at quarterback this year. Yeah. I said this yesterday and we've discussed this. The NIL part is so important where these days, if you're in the portal looking for top-tier receivers, top-tier skill positions, top-tier quarterbacks, it's going to cost you a lot of money, to put it frankly. And But yet, doesn't this, doesn't these these moves, these uh, whether it's fickle or stealing a guy from a very successful, you know, a very successful offense quarter from another Power 5 school, show you that they're making these decisions and, and willing to get some money out there? The, the Braylon Allen decision or the Braylon Allen, keeping Braylon Allen in town, I feel like it makes, it shows that they're willing to do those things. Yes, everything that has happened leads me to believe that the money is there, but I, that's like minor checked boxes 
on the on a long like you're taking the you're taking the ACT and you check the first five boxes and five questions. Got to answer all the questions. You know what I mean? Where yes, yeah. that that is a sign of positive things, no doubt. But I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna sit and say okay now they're good. Like you retweeted no. the article. Top tier quarterbacks are they cost like 200k these days, which is about what Graham. I mean, Graham Mertz was making over 100. Yeah. Why is I mean I mean I. I not necessarily from see the thing is with that article I wasn't and I didn't obviously read it because that's what do you why would you read articles these days but um <laughs> the the thing with that is is it straight money from I didn't again I didn't read it so I'm I'm putting myself out there is it is that money from collectors or is that what guys are making overall that's the question if it because because Graham Mertz was making over a hundred thousand by you know on uh, endorsements and nil clothing. alone. Yep. Right. So like he was he was doing that without anything else from uh, the collective. I feel like the collective and I feel like there's 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 money there. And I, I do believe that they're willing to put money in. And, and I also think that it looks good, doesn't it? Uh, the, this this system and the quarterbacks that have played in it and what they've been able to do. I mean, Drake May is going to be you would think it's early, but going to be probably one of the, the top quarterback uh looked after here these next few years in terms of the NFL. So I, you know, I, I do think the money's going to be there and I think the attractiveness of the position is going to be there. Oh, uh, I, I mean, the collectives out there tweeting, asking for donations. So, you know, damn well, they're trying to do something. I, yeah, I find those tweets kind of funny. Hey, everyone donate. We need to pay top tier quarterbacks, you know? Hey, like it, it, would, you, would you rather have it a different way? A, no, no. It's just packaged in such a perfect way when the <laughs> message is, yo, <laughs> we need money. Um, right. But yeah, Hudson card, Zach, by the way, I've talked myself into Hudson card. This I told you this yesterday when we talked. This is like the NFL draft for me. I, I just <laughs> do not I, I just do not care until they are drafted, until they are on the team that uh, I have to cover. I just yeah. not going to pay attention to it. I'm, I'm not. Um, even though I did get fooled today with the Drake, the Drake May. The, uh, yeah, Drake, Drake May. Someone tweeted the other day that he was going to enter the transfer portal. And uh, you know what? I'm going to throw Evan Flood under the bus here. Um, he tweeted, he retweeted it and said, oh, look, uh, his offense coordinator just came to Wisconsin. And I, I blind retweeted it like an idiot. And uh, of course, it was not actually anybody that had any real information. And minutes later, Drake May tweeted, I'm not going anywhere. I love being a Tar Heel. So there we go. Well, minutes later, I texted you and said, it's a fake account. Um, but I think I that's fair. That. I think if you get got by a fake account, it, you are mo- like you're deserving to maybe get shouted out for getting got. You know? Yeah. It's not and the then worst, I have to. But... I, I'm going to own it for being an idiot, but I, I'm going to I'm going to blame him for putting sure. it out there. Hundred percent. In, in, in my view here, while I'm while I'm not necessarily in my normal space. Can I can I tell you a dangerous thought I had today that I I actively did not tweet because I knew it wouldn't be productive. <laughs> Please. I, I feel like I can say it on this forum because people can hear my tone and know that I actively did not tweet it. Therefore, at least I had that much judgment. I feel like Graham Mertz could work in this offense. Yeah, he, tweeted, he texted me that. Um, <laughs> could he work in this offense? Well, I mean, you look at what they did quarterback run-wise the last few years. I don't know if he'd work great in this offense. But passing wise, yes. I mean, like with the the year that they ran for 
just a ridiculous amount of yards. Sam Howell did not throw the ball, or as I say, did not run the ball very much that year. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't the yeah. situation. It was the years after that that he, you know, was forced to run a little bit more. He didn't run it a ton that year. So um, maybe you're right, but I certainly feel like um, they probably want somebody with a little bit more mobility than Graham Mertz back there playing playing quarterback this year. Yes. If if just it was be, in a just, vacuum, just based on was, what Luke Luke Fickle has said in the past. Right. If it was in a vacuum and the last three years had not happened, and let's say okay. Mertz was a redshirt freshman, I'd be sure. pretty excited about how the skill set fits. But mm, that's okay. obviously not the case. Portal, Hudson Card. That's my guy, as I've said. Um, okay. I want to just talk about two positives and then say my one reservation, my one big reservation, and then we sure. can just throw out whatever other takes we have before it's talked about in a more official forum. My positive is Zach. I was thinking I, I was sitting back during the, during the show tonight I was producing and I was watching some North Carolina film and Ole Miss film. And I was, I was envisioning a vertical passing attack at Wisconsin. Is that not just like, I, I know they've, you know, Cone to Cephas and, you know, Russell Wilson and all that stuff. But I'm talking about a consistent downfield passing attack where things happen quickly and the pace of the game's a little higher. It's more exciting. Did you, did you literally just skip over Stavi to Aberderis there? Uh, was that on purpose that you did that? Because Stavi to Aberderis was a thing. Um, I mean, I was just making a list and decided to omit some. I, I should have yeah. said et cetera. And no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just messing with you. No, I mean... We, they were explosive in the passing game this year. I don't know if, like, maybe not, I, I shouldn't say this For the year. first five weeks, they were. For, they, they were, uh, I mean, and obviously had the, the breakdown against Iowa that led to a, a, I mean, a touchdown yeah. as, as as well. Um, sure. No, I, yeah, no, I think it's a, it has a chance to be an explosive offense. Yes. Uh, and a vertical passing game that would be very rare um, at Wisconsin. If there's... So, yeah. People I'm going to buy stock of on the offense right now, Keontes Lewis, obviously one of them. Uh, I'll, all the wide receivers, but especially Lewis. I just see speed. deep ball touchdowns, speed, size. Yep. Braylon Allen, this helps him yeah. so much. When we yeah. talk like, let's say it all works, and let's say a quarterback comes in, and, and let's say things are clicking, they've out of conference, they get everything figured out. If there's a quarterback there, and if the passing offense is working, Braylon Allen is going to have space and we know what he looks like in space. And a healthy Braylon Allen, you would hope, right? Correct. And I think a one, a one, two punch of Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi in a space where you're not going to be seen as nearly as many guys. You would think again, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they don't have the personnel the first year to do it. Maybe they have to kind of like what fickle did in his time. At, on, on the defensive side of the ball. He wanted to do it one way when he came in. He didn't have the guys to do it, so he, he kind of changed it up and did it a little bit differently for the first year or so until they got the type of guys that they wanted to run, and and they that scheme kind of changed as they went along. Um, but I think that they're because of the portal, um, they're going to have a chance to get the guys that they want in here to run the system that they want. But what exactly do they need to do that, do you think? Because I, I, I think that they're going to be fine along the offensive line, I think they're they could I think they'll add at wide receiver. I think they'll add at tight end. 
in terms of uh, maybe a, a more athletic version of, of tight end. And then obviously quarterback, right? Where, where do you, where, where does they, where do they have to go to make it look the way it needs to in year one? Like how much do they have to change? I think it could just be time where I yeah. don't know how quick it all takes to click. Because yeah, you're talking about a line that, I mean, I, I don't know what, because the O-line coach from UNC is coming too. Should have mentioned that. I don't know yeah. how much is different in terms of their preparation. I figure everything's different in terms of the playbook, what the wide receivers do, the timing of everything. Whenever quarterback comes in, he's going to be probably learning a new system. So I, I think it's a time thing more than an if, or if they need to do something else. It's really, if there's a quarterback there, and frankly, with this roster, with some more depth, I think it could work. I think so too. Um, now one concern. Uh, you don't want to throw. You don't want. You don't want to throw it out. No, I had one more. Oh, um, the the dairy raid thoughts. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't like my it. idea. Someone tweeted it at me, so I'm not taking I think, credit. I think it works. I think the dairy raid. It works, but it there works. has to be a fullback. See, and that's right? the other thing. Well, does does there? I mean, like. I, can we just line up tight ends offset on the line, a little setback, and call them fullbacks? I mean, that's what the Packers do. So, right. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we've, I think the, uh, yeah, that might be the, the only thing that's dying here. Um, that might be the only sad mm -hmm. aspect of this for, for some, at least, you know, for the fullback enthusiasts out there. And I think there's quite a few that are Wisconsin fans. Um, it might be a tough. It's 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 a tough day. It's a tough day. Again, I think that might be a question that we have to throw out at Phil Longo when we get to talk to him for the first time, whenever that may be. Is the fullback dead at Wisconsin? Because it's kind of been a thing. Uh, Wisconsin's been keeping the fullback alive along with Army and Navy for a mm. while. So, I mean, if they kill it, yikes. Yes, I I think the other thing that has. I don't want to use the word died. The other thing that is struggling <laughs> is the group of people out there that, oh, Wisconsin way, we're, we're getting out of it. I will note there is some, and, and this goes into my one big concern. I will say that when programs struggle, when they get away from who they are. Now, I'm not saying Wisconsin's going to struggle, but this is a massive risk where if it doesn't work, then you're starting over again and you probably go back to the other way. So uh, those that are just appalled at the fact of a, a, of a competent passing offense, they're having a tough time because things are different and it's exciting. That's my big word. I'm excited for it. My one big concern is uh, yes, there is a chance it doesn't work. And then, you know, you're trying to throw it all over the place and that could get ugly, but I wonder, and I've kind of hinted at it, but I, if Wisconsin can constantly get the talent and quarterback play, I, I think we're working with something. I think it can work. But when there's a year without it, I wonder how the offense will adjust to whatever strength it is. And that's, I guess, more my, like, I hope they get top-tier talent. But if there are years without it, how do they adjust and how does it work? And more importantly, this kind of is weather, but it's more so just like Big Ten football. There are going to be games that they have to win by punching someone in the mouth, running the ball, playing defense, all the classic, a classic Wisconsin win. 
there will be moments where they have to win that way when other things aren't working. I wonder with this if it's possible. And I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I hope it is possible. I hope the answer is yes. I hope they can bring in talent all the time. I hope the skill positions are really good. I hope there's always a quarterback. I hope they could still run the ball when they need to and burn out the clock or win a game 16 to nine. I hope all that's true. I, I'm just throwing it out there. My reservation is there's big change. I just, I, they still cannot get away from what works because Nebraska's kind of run something similar to this, right? And we've seen moments where the offense starts to die when it gets cold out and then, you know, Nebraska. Yeah. Again, you're right. It is a risk, just like going with Luke Fickle is a risk. There's a lot of risk taking place, but I think it's a risk worth taking considering what the offenses look like the last three years. It hasn't been good enough. And whether that's just based on quarterback play or otherwise, because you look back at 2019 when you had um, some very good talent, some uh, elite in some spots at running back and very good at one, uh, a spot at wide receiver and competent at one spot at quarterback. Like you see them, they, they have the ability to put up some points and move the ball. But the last two years have been, the last three years just haven't been good enough. And so you're saying, uh, if it doesn't work, well, guess what? It hasn't been working. You need to try something else. You can't keep on slamming your head up against the same door and thinking it's going to open. And that door has not opened the last three years on a consistent enough basis against the best teams. So you have to move on. And that's what they're doing right now. And um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you have to do this. That's a good point. I, I'm in favor of the change. I, I think it's a really fun move. I, I will also note the people that criticize Longo criticize his red zone play calling because the the routes don't work in the red zone or something. I don't know. There was an A.J. Brown quote from when he was at Ole Miss. He said oh, uh, that we had a play called get open because there was no structure or route concept. I don't know. We'll see. Just you heard the red zone first on this podcast, and then we'll talk about it as the, no, uh, the offseason no, goes I'm, along. I'm not going to allow you to get away with that. Um, the, the red zone stats were, were pushed back in your face, I believe, by our friend Andy Schaff already. Right. Uh, with with the ACC stats, I went back and looked at touchdown percentage in 2020 when they were actually able to run the ball 15th in the country. So in the red zone. So let's let, let's stop well, making this season. These, That's what the one season is. One season does not make an offense. Uh, if it did. Uh, I'm, I don't even know. I can't even say it. I don't even know if it did. Like, what, what, what would you say about Wisconsin's offense if, if one season was was all you were going to base it off of? Um you know, Paul Chris would have been fired much earlier. I, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But I, if you're going to base it off of one year, that's just that's just bad. Go back and look at what the offense is over an extended time. We can't be making declarations about an offense based on one year. You just can't do it. I'm just saying that the people, the criticisms people have is the red zone. From what I've read from the North Carolina reaction. I'm not I, saying it's going to be bad or it has been yeah. bad, but that is what they're unhappy with. Um, the breaking, breaking news, news. Yes, I, I saw you retweeted it. Former four-star quarterback, uh, North Carolina Tar Heel, visiting Wisconsin next week. Going to monitor that situation. Zach, I, I wanted to close quickly by asking you something we discussed when Luke Fickle was hired. Instant you thought. You don't want to throw his name out there? Oh. No, I thought you were going to. Uh, yeah, Jacoby Criswell. That according to the Wisconsin State Journal. Uh, the first one that I see reporting that he uh, told them that he is going to be visiting this um, this next week. 
next week. So that's a big one. That's the one I was talking about, the four-star kid that uh, um, transferred after Drake May came in. I re- was reading a little bit on the uh, message boards for North Carolina fans because I always kind of like try and get a little bit of a feel for for what they're feeling just because I know exactly what Wisconsin fans are feeling. I wanted to kind of see what they're feeling. And um, they said that he was actually upset that uh, Chris Well wasn't starting this year. Like he he wanted Chris Well to start instead of Drake May. Um, I saw that. Now, again, that is strictly based on message boards and you will never, ever get me to uh, to say that that is fact. But um, that is that is the talk. That's the talk on that on those boards. There's also a North Carolina player in the portal named Storm Duck, a, <laughs> a corner, which not on offense, but I'm down. That That's an awesome name. Um, real quick before we end. And I'll be live uh, tomorrow with Bill Nagy talking about this. Zach, you will be back on Tuesday and we'll continue this discussion. It'll go on literally forever. But if I had to ask you, we talked about this during the Luke Fickle reaction show. Does Luke Fickle, does Wisconsin win the Big Ten during Luke Fickle's tenure? Yay or nay? I'm still a nay, which I believe we got called pretty negative for that. But again, it's Look at what's in front of them. Look at the teams that are in front of them that they have to overcome. That's not to say that they can't get to the college football playoff. It's not to say that they can't compete with those teams. But beating Ohio State on a regular basis, beating Michigan on a regular basis, beating Penn State on a regular basis, and then when USC comes in, it's not going to be easy. So I'm going to still say no, but I think that they're going to be in the hunt for it. I think they're certainly going to compete for it. Um, And I think they're going to be in those games much more so than they have been recently. I'm still in the nay category, but I think this move raises the ceiling. It raises what I think they can achieve compared to other hires that have happened. Like, like this is a potential ceiling raising move. Okay. It might not, it it doesn't change the floor. It changes the ceiling for me. Okay. Um, So that's that. Phil Longo is the Wisconsin Badger offensive coordinator. The, the air raid, the dairy raid, Wisconsin Badgers, It's an exciting time. There's a lot of change. We'll keep breaking it down. Zach, thank you for spending some of your Wednesday night with me. Go uh, deal with the mice. And I will talk to everybody else tomorrow. See ya. Kenny and Heilprin, on demand at madcitysportszone.com.